You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number one. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, hello there, and welcome to the very first podcast of Real Talk for Real Men. I am Guy Mullen, one of your hosts for the series, and I also have with me another host, my co-host, and the better half of the two hosts for the series, Chris Field. Howdy, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Guy. Hey, it's just a great uh, privilege to introduce ourselves to you as listeners, and we just pray that God would really speak to you and encourage you. Uh, I think one of the things that Guy has very much in his heart is to encourage men as real men to really take that journey and take it effectively. So it's a privilege to be able to work with Guy and uh, we pray you get blessed out of what we share in each of these podcasts. Yeah, look, Chris, it is good to be here. And uh, we do have big plans for this series. And we know that there's the airways are, are filled with, uh, with podcasts these days. And so we want to provide something which really speaks to the issues which are on, on men's hearts. And, um, you know, and, and as men, we've been through a journey that we're, we're still on. Uh, you're a little bit further through it than me, but not that much further. And uh, and look, we just wanted to introduce in this episode what it is we're going to be doing in this series, Real Talk for Real Men. Well, now let me just maybe pick up a point you've made there. We, I should introduce myself to the listeners uh, and explain that I'm currently I'm 63 years old, I'm incredibly handsome, wonderfully intelligent. Fantastic. <laughs> really like Fantastic white beard. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I have uh, seven children and 23 grandchildren, wow. been involved in Christian ministry for many, many years and work with a lot of men. I've written books on family and uh, about manhood. And Guy has very graciously asked me to come and work with him because this very powerful vision burning in his heart, a younger man with a, with a Kiwi accent, which us Aussies like to tease, um, just <laughs> with a real passion in his heart to be able to speak to you, our listeners, with things that are really going to encourage you. So, Guy, you've got to be a little bit younger than me. Well, I certainly don't have 23 grandchildren. In fact, I don't have any grandchildren yet. Uh, but I do just just top you just slightly with the number of direct children. I've got I've got nine children. My youngest is almost four. My youngest, my oldest is 21. I'm pretty close to that. And, uh, yeah, I'm in my mid-40s. So, um, yeah, just a, a few years behind you. And uh, looking over the, been married to my lovely wife Anne Marie for um, for over twenty years, and um, and this podcast is really about it's a it's it's a layer of resources that uh, we're putting together at Real Men twenty four seven to help men on an increasingly difficult journey that we face through life. We have we live in a culture which is hostile to us. We live in a. a in a, in a media world which is which is hostile to us and and putting men down and yet the needs of the need of fathers and of real men in society has never been as strong so what actually got you motivated enough to just push ahead with the the, the website and the podcast and all of that well look at one of those one of those things where you've got an idea cultivating and you wonder well is this just some harebrained idea that i have or is this something which which i really should I get into that I feel that is is something that God is leading me to do and and there were a couple of incidents that happened um, a, a little while ago now of uh, stories of tragic events of of men uh, killing themselves and their and their families. There are a couple of incidents uh, in Australia and just reading those 
and doing a little bit of research into what's happening in the Western world in the lives of men just said, well, look, we have uh, we have knowledge and experience and resources and we can do something about this. And we need to we need to reach out to these men and encourage them to to uh, men everywhere to to reach out as well and to talk about the problems that we face as men in this living this life. So apart from just providing resources for men, you're actually really wanting to encourage men to just network with each other, to open up, to share, to find the support that actually is there. Yeah, well, one of the things that we often are, are hearing from men is that they feel alone in their struggles. And sometimes that's self-inflicted loneliness, and often it is. I know my own life, it's been self-inflicted. When you've got a problem, you don't want to talk about it with anybody. You want to try and sort it out yourself. Uh, but that loneliness causes a it causes a, a bubble and and thoughts and a, and a world that you're you're living in which no longer becomes reality and uh and and men live in this world for a while until eventually they see they think that there's no hope they can't think rationally uh about what is what is going to happen when they end their own life and they tragically end it without anybody really knowing that there is a problem and problem going on. Of course, there's another body of men as well, not those that wouldn't be as drastic as to end their life, but who struggle through life with a feeling that I'm not really cutting it. Um, I wish I could be better. I'm not the best dad I could be. I'm a lousy husband. And they struggle with that ongoing battle of low perception of themselves, maybe not a lot of hope about where they can go. And the whole purpose of this project, too, is to actually allow you to make some discoveries as a listener and as someone who uses the resources that God's on your side and things are nowhere near as hopeless as you think they are. Mm. In fact, I, I think from my experience, looking back over raising seven children and ministering to people over many, many years, I have to keep reminding myself, and I love to share with other people, we are always a work in progress. Mm. The idea that we suddenly arrive at some place of elevated spirituality or finally clinching it in all the different ways as a husband or a parent or whatever uh, that's really not true we actually are a work in progress and thankfully most of us hopefully all of us can look back every year and say hey I learned something this I, I have progressed and as long as we can recognize that God's on our side we are going to slip up we are going to learn and uh, as we make mistakes as we um, process those as we get input particularly through God's word and the leading of his Holy Spirit from encouragement from godly men, we have all the, the potential to move ahead and be better and better at what we do. But even at the end of the road, you might still kick yourself and say, I could have done better. But don't be too hard on yourself about that. Just recognize that's the reality. That's the global reality of people in every country across the planet. It's not um, a, a failure card. You failed the exam it's just the reality of our journey that we continue to need God's wisdom. We continue to need his grace. And thank God those things are available to us. Yeah, the, exactly. I mean, when we talk about suicide, that's at the extreme end. There's 20, 20 men per 100,000 roughly that, 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 that take that extreme, extreme action and, and kill themselves. But uh, that, that was just the, the talking about... Oh, why why get involved in this in the first place that that extreme end is just tragic we hate seeing it we hate hearing it happen but we all are traveling this journey and we all have struggles life is life is hard life is life is difficult 
And uh, especially as men and as fathers, we have enormous challenges that we have to face. And uh, we don't have to go through those challenges feeling alone, going through alone, without the skills and without the encouragement we need. And uh, you know, and one of the podcasts we're going to be doing soon, we're going to be talking to a to an eighty four year old, eighty five year old, who who candidly comes forth and say, "Well, look, I had a father who never taught me how to be a father or how to be a man." And there are so many, and many maybe you're out there listening to this, you're like this as well. You've never been taught what it is to be a father. How do you know when you are a good father? What are the skills that you need? And and that's one of the things that we want to do through this journey is to provide some of those skills and some of that encouragement in order to be able to, to make our way through that. Mm. And I just want to keep speaking words of encouragement too because just last week I was taken to lunch by a, a couple. I guess I've been assisting them for maybe a, a decade. And one of the real griefs of this particular dad was that his son, who's been very successful, a professional man who became a dentist, Uh, against the wishes of the father, moved interstate and set up in another city. And the father just continued to pray day after day after day that God would convict the son and bring the son back home, back to the home city where he could relate with the family. And uh, just last week, this dad with a great big beaming grin on his face said, my son's coming back. Mm. He's coming back to Melbourne. He's relocating uh, in August. Uh, And he was just so thrilled uh, about that news. And and uh, he was thankful to me for the encouragement to hang in there and keep on praying. Mm. And I want to just say to, to the dads and the, and the husbands, the men out there, you know, uh, sometimes you might uh, struggle for a long time. You might you might chase the ball for a long time before it's you catch it. It's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. But God can be trusted. God mm. is faithful. Mm. And uh, he's there to encourage and support us and to bless us. Well, he's done that for you, Guy, over so many issues over the years. You've seen God give you wisdom, not always the day you ask for it, but you got it in the end and you worked through the different issues. Yeah, and there's still there's still those there's still those struggles going on. There's still wisdom that, that I'm seeking, I'm sure you're seeking too, that, that hasn't arrived yet. And uh, we have to we have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keeping going with the things which are our responsibility. You know, take note, um, you know, Ephesians is a great book for this to first few chapters really looking and seeing what God takes responsibility for and then what we have to take responsibility for and really the anxiety and the worry and the pressure can really be lifted off our shoulders if we um if we just take a a close look at what it is that we can do each and every day to keep moving forward in the right in the right direction you know because our families need us our families need us so desperately and uh you know unicef says that the father absence father absence is the biggest social issue of our time and it's, it's a big statement. And, um, you know, we have an epidemic around in the Western world of, of, of fatherlessness. And, and as fathers, we need to, we need to just, just keep going and, and not give up. Because according to the National Center for Fathering, 90% of homeless and runaways, 85% of behavior disorders amongst, amongst kids, 71% of teenage pregnancies, and 71% of high school dropouts, and 85% of youth in prison did not have a present father regularly in their lives. And so if there's one thing that you can do today, tomorrow, is just be there. Be present for your kids and be present for your wife. And uh, because the stats are not on your side if you if you fail to do that. And I think that's really lovely the way you put it, being present. Because 
sometimes I think we get it in our head that we've kind of got to do something bigger than Ben-Hur. You know, mm. we've kind of got to do mm. something really impressive, impress the kid, impress yep. the wife, uh, be some knight in shining armor. But, you know, mm. they just need us to be there, mm. just to physically be in the room, to physically be there talking to them, to have a chat, to show that we care. And uh, uh, a lot of the work that you get to do as men, as husbands and as fathers, where you'll get great success, it's not because you cartwheeled all your way downtown. It's just because you did something really, really simple, like listen, pay attention, care, um, uh, show that you're willing to be there for them rather than be absent. Hmm. So you had six boys and one girl. Yeah. I've got seven girls and you, two boys. You have my sympathies. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have mine. I think I'm better with girls than I am with my boys. But uh, so, what is it? What is it that your sons would say along those lines, which was most important? You know, it's interesting that you should say that because one day one of my boys, when he was a young adult. Uh, said to me, he said, Dad, do you know what the two main signals were that you gave us through our growing up? And I, I couldn't imagine what they would be. I said, no, what? He said, well, they were, um, don't bother me and don't cost me money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as I reflected on that, I thought that was just so true. If I was doing something and one of the kids said, Dad, I'd say, what? And the tone of the voice was saying, you're interrupting me. Mm. There better be a good reason for this. Mm. And if they were bouncing a ball and it bounced off a window and didn't break it or whatever, but I'd be out there saying, what do you think you're doing? You know how much it's going to cost to reglaze that window? And and so the signal that I was giving unconsciously, without even me realizing it, was Mm. I don't want to be bothered and I don't want you to cost me money. Now, that really challenged me. And I had a break after my first five children before I had a child six and seven. And I really took that to heart and decided that with the, the younger children growing up in my home, I did not want them to get either of those signals from me. Not that I wanted to waste money mm. and not that I wanted to just annoy me, but to really show them that I actually cared and that life wasn't about whether I was being mm. disturbed or not and it wasn't about whether my money was being spent. It was mm. about them as my children being very precious to me. Now, my older children uh, tell me that they love and respect me and they appreciate what I did, but I look back and think, oh, I could have done so much better. But I think too, and this is to encourage myself and hopefully encourage the guys listening, the thing that I've discovered is that God has built life in a wonderfully resilient way. Children have been born into the most bizarre, uh, messed up situations, gone through hell and high water, and still come out remarkably normal as a consequence, you know, able to hold down a job, mm-hmm. able to, now there are dysfunctional people, like granted, but I'm saying that there's something resilient that God has placed in us as we grow. And uh, thank God for that, because it means that we sometimes drop the ball or we are just very self-focused or in other ways don't meet the needs of the child. But God is able to see them come through that in ways that might really surprise us and give us a great relief that, you know, it's not really just a matter of what we do and how well we do it. Mm, I found that especially true with uh, with that, with young kids, with my, my younger kids. You know, when you're first starting off, you're being a dad, you're, you're 21, 22, 23, whatever age you are, when you first have that, that child, you have no idea. You haven't got a clue. You have, I mean, when you before you become a parent, you think you look at everybody else and you think, well, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And you think you've got it all down pat and you've got this nice, great list, but it, it all goes out the window and you're just a terrible dad, really, when you look back at it through those first 
those first few years. But your kids are so resilient. They're so resilient. They're so forgiving. And they love and admire you anyway. And you've got, I, I just, my experience was I just had that time. And, you know, I've had plenty of kids. I've, I think I've had so many kids because I just needed to practice. Because, <laughs> because, because I'm such a slow, slow learner. And I, I do think, oh, how, how do my older kids turn out so well, given I must have been such a shocking dad. But, um, you know, but the kid, our kids are so resilient and they're so forgiving. If we are willing to go to them and say, look, hey, I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry I yelled at you. I'm sorry I messed up. I'm sorry I missed your, your ball game. I'm sorry I missed your, your ballet. Uh, how can I make it up to you? You know, our kids are so resilient um, and willing to forgive us when we mess up. I think that's super encouraging. I went to one of my older sons uh, when he was a young adult and I said to him, you know, um, I just want to apologize for not having been the sort of dad I could have been for you. And I feel like I'm being a better dad to the younger children now than I was to you guys. And he said, no, dad. He said, I I feel like I got the best deal of all. (laughs) I looked at him and I thought, really? How did you, in the world did you come to that conclusion? Because because when I look at it from my perspective, I think that I did a, a pretty average job and I, I, I might have let you down. And I think that's encouraging for us. Stop analyzing yourself. Stop putting yourself through uh, the ringer. Uh, commit who you are to God. Commit your family to God and live that life day by day with his grace, being there for your children. And I think you'll be surprised at just what God can and will do mm. in your home and with your family, with your marriage. Uh, not because you've suddenly become a superhero, but just because God's grace is pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and you mentioned superheroes. One thing you meet, you noticed about superheroes is they all have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman with kryptonite is a uh, Flash with running too fast, and the Lantern with the color yellow. They all have, they all have these weaknesses, and uh, and yet we still see them as heroes. They still keep going to overcome the obstacles in front of them. And while we're, no, we're never going to be bending iron and, and doing climbing, climbing buildings and flying through the air, we are heroes to our kids. And uh, as long as we don't let our weaknesses overcome us and stop us, don't let our weaknesses stop us from just putting one foot in front of the other and being there for our wives and being there for our kids. Now, you've got the podcast that we're just starting now that will encourage men. Mm. What are some of the other key resources that you think the men should be looking into that you're putting together on the website? In your heart and mind, what do you feel is going to be super valuable for the guys? Well, look, we have a a regular blog that that different men are contributing to, which is is talking talking to... to very serious issues in a lot of cases, and so it's one that's put up recently, which was which was about the issue of, of suicide. And uh, look, we 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 put up some other helpful resources as well about um, how to how we can what are some simple things that we can do to really improve our relationship with our wives, because one of the best things we can do for our kids is to is to love our wives better. And so, you know, we've got the traditional blog as well, but we're also putting up uh, um, some training courses as well. Uh, some of those are free and some of them aren't. Uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper, then we have, some, we have some paid stuff which will be going up, which will help to support what we're doing. Uh, but uh, 80 to 90% of what we're putting up is, is completely free because we have a heart to, to want to, to, to help men on their journey 
uh, through the the challenges that we're, that we've that we're talking about. And uh, you know, and at times we'll be running some conferences as well. Uh, we're going to be uh, running some soon. Uh, but uh, look, we're uh, we're just wanting to to form a community where men can no longer feel alone, where they can come out and they can say, "Hey, look, I'm struggling uh, with this area." Uh, do, do you understand this? Who is it that can help me? I can't talk to anybody, to my wife or anybody close to me. And, uh, and it's one of the good things about um, reaching out to somebody online is that they're, you know, they're a long way away. They're, they're removed from your, your inner circle. And so you, know, you can talk about confidential issues where nothing gets, gets back unless it, unless it has to. Hmm. And, uh, and so you know, it enables men to, to really not feel alone through the struggles that, that, you know, that we all go through. You know, uh, we've, you talked about earlier of my, uh, my son. So I've got a, I've got a son who was diagnosed with autism when he was 18 months old. And, uh, and you know, that was, that was, that was like a, that was like being hit by a truck because all your dreams, expectations for, for him, all of a sudden they changed. They disappeared. You know, the doctors say, well, I'm sorry, he's got autism, nothing we can do about it. He's going to have to deal with it as best you can. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the extent of, of, of the help that you get. And so you need to you need to have people around you who can who can help you through these through these issues, whether it's all of a sudden your you know, your your daughter comes home and says that she's pregnant or uh, all of a sudden you've got a, a life changing illness uh, or uh, or you lose your job, something you've you counted on having for the for the rest of your, your working life. You know these shocks that happen in life. We need to have support through them, and um, and you know, and in a in a very small way, I'm hoping that uh, Real Men 24/7 can can help encourage and uh, help provide an avenue where uh, where men can get some of that support. Many years ago, I had the privilege of uh, being uh, researching the work of Gerard Egan, who spoke on communications, and he talked about four levels of things that we communicate he said there are things that have been discussed there are things that have just been left undiscussed you just never got around to having a conversation about that it's not a toxic subject but you just never got around to discussing it but he said then there are those things that are actually undiscussable mm. you you don't really want to bring them up mm. um, and I think that for men that's really a danger area where mm. they feel there are things that that are eating away at them but they actually won't discuss them they struggle to break the ice to ever bring it up he said the worst group are those things that are so toxic to us that even their very undiscussability is undiscussable, which I thought was a cute way of putting it. Hmm. Um, and his recommendation, just in healthy communication within organizations and in families and in human life, was that the things that we discuss, we discuss them more. The things that we haven't discussed, we get around to discussing them, put them out on the table, let them become topics of discussion. Those things that we've thought of as being undiscussable break the taboo and actually get that out somehow somewhere and even those things that are so toxic you think that their that their very undiscussability is undiscussable maybe at least name them maybe at least allow them to um, be on the table even if not fully explored and I thought there's great wisdom in that because a lot of us struggle. And to our surprise, we might have an opinion about something, 
we don't want to bring it up because we're afraid to have our opinion confirmed. And when we do actually bring the topic up, we discover that, in fact, we're the only person who has the perception that we have. Everyone else doesn't even think the matter is an issue. So we just want to encourage men uh, through the website, through the resources that are here, but also in your own network, your own circle, think about the need to actually find people that you can and will talk with uh, and allow things to be discussed. Hmm. So, you know, of course, the, the scriptures echo that we, we need to bring we need to bring things into the light because the power is in the secrecy. It's in the darkness. And uh, and when we bring them into the light, they can they can be dealt with. Um, they can be lifted off shoulders and uh, and and forgiveness can can begin and healing can begin. But it can't until 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 those undiscussables are brought are brought into the light and we're going to be having some podcasts on some of those undiscussable topics uh, coming up in the near future so so you won't want to you won't want to miss those but well chris this has been fun our first episode we've managed to get our first one done. we've How's managed that? to get our first one done you're an old pro tv and radio voice i'm i'm new at this so i'm kind of glad to got the first one out of the way um so thank you for all our listeners for sticking with us we hope that uh, you're almost as excited as, as what we are and looking forward to, uh, to next week, to episode two. Uh, that was our turn telling you a little bit about us. We'd also love to hear about you. So you can go onto Facebook, Real Men 24-7, and, uh, and look for the hashtag podcast one. And uh, I'll put something up there and, and leave a comment. Introduce yourself. Tell us a, a little bit about yourself. Uh, or else uh, go to our website, realmen247.org, and, uh, and leave a comment or say hello or drop me an email on uh, through there. You can find us through the contact page. I'd love to, to hear a little bit about you and about what your struggles are and, and also about what your successes are. And um, we'd also like to hear about what sort of topics you would like us to cover in future yeah. episodes. Mm. Because we can sit here and ramble. Chris is especially good at rambling. And I'm actually making that a lie because I'm the one who's rambling at the moment. <laughs> but uh, we'd love to hear what topics you would like us to cover in future episodes. Yes. And the important thing is that you get blessed, that God, by his spirit, touches your heart and life, encourages you and, and it supports you in this vital journey that guys described how important it is. We're with you. We want to encourage mm. you in Jesus name to be successful as husbands, as fathers, as men in our culture. Uh, everything might be up against you, but hey, uh, with men, some things aren't possible, but with God, everything is possible. And we just want to encourage you to be good at what God designed you to do uh, for his glory. And we just trust that what we do is some help along the way. That's a terrific close. Thanks for that, Chris. And God bless you, uh, everyone listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.